Hello and welcome to another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thank you so much for being here. I love sitting down and chatting with people about their life, to learn from them really, to learn those moments that they've had to take that bigger step than normal. What helped them push through it? What made them get to that point? What fears did they have to face? How did they overcome them? How do they live with them each day? To ultimately learn how people live for today, how they live immediately, how they don't push things off to tomorrow and and really just suck the most out of life. Now, my guest today is Sarah Jensen, and she is definitely one of those people. Our paths cross, and I started to lean in straight away, and I was drawn in by her rawness and honesty. And in this episode, Sarah gets raw and honest right from the beginning in such a beautiful way as she openly talks about her earlier struggles in life. We chat about deserving love, changing the story we tell ourselves, learning to love ourselves, and forgiveness. Sarah is passionate about empowering women to get clear, get inspired and to live their dreams. And it's something I really believe in. I think Sarah is a really genuine, honest person. She's energetic and lovely in all sense of the word. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Sarah Jensen. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Very well indeed. How is our beautiful South Australia going? It's gorgeous today. We've got blue skies, but it's very cold outside. So I have to admit I'm tucked up in my trackies next to the heater with a nana blanket on. <laughs> oh, the nana blanket. God bless. Yeah. Well, Gotta the, have the nana blanket. <laughs> it's the complete opposite for me. I'm in Breckenridge, Colorado as we speak, and I'm finally letting go of the winter jackets that I've had over here in America and getting the sunshine. And we're, uh, we're 10,000 feet up and the sun you're closer to the sun and I'm not kidding you, you feel a different kind of heat. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it sounds amazing though. You've had some incredible adventures. Yeah. We're, we're really blessed. I'm super, super happy. Yeah. Um, well, hey, you've made it happen. True. True. <laughs> <laughs> so um, our, our paths crossed when I stumbled upon your Rock Your Goals podcast and I quickly learned, it didn't take me long, that a lot of what you do is for women. And last time I checked, I, I wasn't one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but what one of the things that really made me lean in with you was your authenticity, this notion of rolling with the punches, keeping things real, finding the positive and moving on. Um, you're an internationally published writer. You have the fascinating Rocky Girls podcast, the hugely popular and award-winning Rocky Girls online course, and you're a sought-after life coach. So tell me, where did this beautiful journey begin? Well, first up, thank you. That's lovely of you. And I'm so glad that we've connected and crossed paths. Journey for me, goodness, um, began a long time ago, really. I, my background is that my mum and dad split up when I was seven, and that became a very, very big part of my story. And I took that with me through my teens, my 20s, into my 30s. And it became a story about 
not being good enough and not being lovable and being very afraid of happiness in case it goes away and feeling like a very undeserving person. And it took me a really, really long time to to step through that. And, you know, it meant that for years I didn't go after my dreams. I didn't know what my dreams were. I was desperately trying hundreds of different hobbies, trying to find something that I'd be good at so that I could prove that I was worthwhile in this world. And it meant that there was lots of destructive friendships, relationships, dodgy guys. And I guess a lot of the things that I created in my life were reinforcing the beliefs that I had about myself, which were, you know, you, you just don't deserve the good stuff, Sarah. You don't, you don't deserve love. You're not lovable because if your parents can't love you, then how can anyone else? Now, adult logic and some counselling and kinesiology says uh, the fact that they split up had nothing to do with me. But as a little kid, you take things on and I think sometimes it can be really hard to, to change your story about them because they become woven in and part of you and they become part of your beliefs they become part of the things that limit you from doing what you really want to do. And I guess I had a moment a couple of years back and it was two sort of key catalysts. One was a woman in my life who's very important to me had turned 65 and I looked at her and I said, I love you, but I don't want to be you. And I could see that she was very, very unhappy. She'd been very unhappy for a very long time. She'd gotten herself to a point where she was really, really isolated, didn't really have anyone in her life to help her or care for her. And she was too scared to change it. And she just couldn't do anything about it, didn't want to do anything about it. She felt safer being unhappy because it was familiar. And I started to look at that and recognize that in myself. And it scared the absolute shit out of me. It really did. And the other thing was that after a string of really, really messy, bad relationships with bad guys, um, I met this really great guy and I didn't know how to deal with it. And I picked stupid fights to try and push him away because I thought, well, he's going to figure out that I'm not nice in the end or that I'm not worthwhile or that I'm not lovable or he's going to see what I'm really like and leave me. So I might as well make that happen now because then it will hurt less. And it was just crazy. And we had this huge fight one day for some stupid reason that didn't matter because I'd pushed on something that just really was pointless. And I had this moment where I realized that I might lose this guy and that I really, really loved him and that I wanted something different. I wanted more. I wanted to be happy. I wanted to change things. I wanted to feel like I was an okay person and I wanted to have fun. And I didn't want to carry these things through until I was 60 or 70 or 80 or 90. I wanted to live. And so I asked around a couple of friends who'd been through similar experiences. I got an amazing, amazing counsellor and I worked my ass off. And coming through that, realised that a lot of people are feeling similar things and a lot of people are struggling and they're feeling less than and they want more and they don't know how to get it or they feel like they don't deserve it. And I thought... If I can share even a little bit of what, if, what I've been through and if some of that makes sense to someone or it feels like a hug to them because they feel like they're not alone or they feel like they can ask me a question or approach me or something I say or do can help them, then I want to do that. I want to make a difference. I want to help people live the life that they really want instead of just existing and hiding too because I think a lot of what I used to do was pretend everything was fine and on the inside it was just horrible. Wow. Firstly, thank you so much for sharing that and like being 
so honest. It was really, really beautiful. Um, wow. So you, you spoke about needing to change that story with yourself. You know, were there, were there steps that you had to do with that or, or was that really the conversations that you had with the counsellor? It was a lot of work that I did with the counsellor. So we were diving into all sorts of things like how I felt about myself and the beliefs I had about being unlovable and not being worthy. And and she would put that back to me and really question it and say, well, what proof do you have of that? What evidence is there? There's people in your life who care for you. There are friends that love you. There's this man in your life who's he's still there. <laughs> You're trying to get rid of him because you feel like you don't deserve him, but he's still there. And you want him to stay there. And so it was really exploring a lot of the negative beliefs I had and the destructive beliefs I had and really tearing them apart and analysing them. And I guess for want of a less hokey term, peeling back the layers of the onion and really exploring where did these things come from? Are they experiences I've had or things that I've been through or things that I've heard parents say or teachers say or situations I've put myself in that... I've taken a slightly different view because we all interpret different situations differently. We'll all have a different story of the same night um, because we all experience things in a slightly different way and based on what we believe about ourselves and our world and other people. And so, so much of it was, I guess, healing that child who was hurt Mm. and sad and saying, it's okay, it sucked. You know, you'd love to have a, a close family. You don't. But you can create that for yourself. You can validate yourself. You are worthwhile. You are allowed to have good stuff. And you don't have to feel afraid that if you're feeling happy, that you better stop feeling happy fast because it's going to go away or someone's going to take it from you. So it was really replacing those fears uh, with with more constructive beliefs about myself and potential and other people and relationships and also reassuring my myself my inner child and and healing those wounds and forgiving there was a lot of forgiveness of myself and other people not just family but different people in my life and and even some of the bad relationships I'd been in I'd put myself in horrific situations where I was being manipulated by people and treated quite badly and um, cheated on and all sorts of things and that was because that was what I thought I deserved and I was perpetuating that so I had to forgive myself for that but I also had to forgive the people who, if I'd held on to it, I could have said, oh, well, they did that to me. Mm. It's like it was a two-way thing. I got into a, a space with that person in that time and it came about in that particular way and unfolded in that particular way because I brought myself as I was and they brought themselves as they were and, hey, we were both a bit messed up. Mm. You spoke about fears. Do do you overcome those fears or do you just learn to kind of deal with them? I don't think the fear ever goes away. Uh, honestly, for me, it might for other people. I think you you can shift it and shape it. I think some fears reduce and I think it's just a constant It's a constant work. I mean, look, being in business, it brings up every single fear that I have most days. You you worry about what you're creating. Is it good enough? Am I making a difference? Am I helping people? Is is what I'm saying making sense? There's so many fears. There's fears about stepping up and taking big steps and doing things like workshops or speaking. And you're putting yourself in these positions where 
you can be judged and most people won't judge you. Some people will. But for me, one of my big fears is what if I'm judged and what if people don't like me? I want everyone to love me. And that's a big thing that's had to be worked on in terms of bringing the validation back to, hey, I'm okay. I might not be singing my name from the rooftops because I think I'm the best whole amazing, wonderful person in the whole universe. I'm not shifting it to a perspective of arrogance or being really up myself or anything like that. But it's getting yourself to a point where you feel comfortable enough within your mind and your heart and your body to say, I'm going to do this. And the doing is the reward. And mm. it's not about the outcome. It's not about getting the validation from friends or family or clients or people that might join you in your community on Instagram or something. And it can be a bit of a dangerous space than it was for me to begin with because I hadn't done enough work yet to get to that space where it's like this is my business and this is my life and I'm doing it because I love it and I want to make a difference when I first started out there was very much an element it wasn't the whole context of it but there was very much an element of I'm doing this because I need some love Mm -hmm. you know and getting those likes those follows those shares those comments it's it's like a drug sometimes when you first start And so I've consistently done the work and I have to keep doing the work because the fears keep coming up. And I know this is something I very much say with my clients that every new thing is going to feel scary. The first time I hosted a workshop, I was so scared I didn't want to do it. I was shaken. I was freaking out. If I could have paid someone to present for me (laughs) that night on that first workshop, I would have done it. But then I did it and it felt amazing and I got to be honest with people and share and connect and learn more about them and help them and it felt incredible. But if I'd gone with the fear, I wouldn't have done it and I wouldn't know that I could do it. So I I know that it can be a bit overused but that phrase of feel the fear and do it anyway, mm-hmm. it's, it's really, really true and it's really powerful. And even if you need to take the tiniest of baby steps to get there, Keep pushing through those fears because the more you push through them, the stronger you feel, the more confident you feel, the more able you feel to get out there and kick butt and the more you prove to yourself that you are so, so capable of amazing things. Yeah. You, you, you speak about love and, and self-love. At, at what point do you think it was that you looked in the mirror and, and saw a different Sarah to the Sarah that you might have been looking at for so many years? I can't think of one specific moment, but I'm very aware that there's been a really significant shift. And even just in the way that I I speak to myself, the way that I respond to situations, the way that I put myself out there, the expectations I have too, that's shifted hugely. It was very much in the past and as a teenager, as a 20-something, it was all driven by almost a desperation to to fit in somewhere, to make sense, to belong, to be good at something so that I'd be enough. And I think having done so much work and also being in this amazing community that we're both part of where there is so much awareness and honesty and focus around self-love, self-discovery, being kind, being gentle, exploring what works for you and not fitting into a mould or, you know, busting out of a cookie-cutter shape that – there's a lot more freedom to figure out who we are and what works for us and how we can, again, for want of of a less overused term, be our best selves. And there's so much more acceptance around trying different things like 
having your chakras aligned or trying kinesiology or healing through dance or singing or sound or music or something there's there's so many different things that we can explore now and and explore openly I think that are really really powerful that we can find that kind of mix of things almost like this amazing smorgasbord that we can pick from of things that that lift us and that repair us almost because you know some of us have got wounds that haven't healed and we haven't had the time or the courage or the energy to face them and it can be a bit cyclic too I mean I had my counseling for a couple of years and that was a really strong energetic emotional time and I took a bit of a break then to just be and settle into my new self, so to speak, or the shifts that had occurred and, and the changes that I'd made before recently I went to see a kinesiologist for the first time. And now we're digging even deeper into the stuff that we hadn't gotten to with a counsellor. But I feel like I had to have that space between to kind of settle in and say, okay, where am I at? What am I still struggling with? What am I feeling? And what what keeps coming up too because I think there's so many things that we don't see necessarily are linked but that often it's one or two or three key beliefs about ourselves that underlie so many of the struggles we're having so there wasn't specifically a moment that I went oh I've changed but I've definitely noticed shifts and I'm so much more open now. I have no problems. I'm an open book. I'll, I'll share what I've been through and, and how I feel and what I'm going through because I feel like I'm not afraid of being judged anymore. It's more important to me that maybe that helps someone or that they feel like they relate to it or that they feel like there's hope. Mm-hmm. So I think it's been very cumulative. But, but like not being afraid anymore of being judged, like that's – that's a huge hurdle to get over. Do you oh, know and the, yeah, absolutely. And the fear is still there. It's not gone completely. But I feel like I guess the motivations have changed now because it's not coming from that place of I need the love to be okay. Now it's a place of I'm doing okay in me. I'm wobbly sometimes, but everybody is. It's up and down every day, but I manage it as I manage it. But I'm more capable now of tuning into me and being okay with me so I can put myself out there more and not be so worried if oh hey my latest offering didn't sell or mm. oh well, that workshop didn't sell out or oh hey that blog post bombed because it's it's so much more about the sharing than it is about the response that I get mm. from that sharing well I loved what you said earlier the doing is the reward it's kind of like what I feel with the with the travel traveling that we're doing now it's it's all about the journey not the destination because the destinations once you arrive there's a new one on the horizon anyway absolutely and if you live for that that destination there's always something different there's always something bigger and it's the same with goals if you don't stop and be in that moment and as you say so beautifully live immediately that you live in that present moment and that you're enjoying your surroundings or the people you're with or the experience you're having if you don't stop and actually be present in that then all you're doing is living for that next thing when I'm this or when I'm Mm. that or when I've been there or earned this or I look like that or I own that thing or I have that job or that person or there's always more if you let there be more 100 percent you speaking words right out of my mouth I love it (laughs) (laughs) so you you also kind of touched on on beliefs 
And, and I've heard you speak before about personal forgiveness um, and how we speak to ourselves. And, and I'm kind of picking out that that was probably one of the, the key shifts with you about that change in beliefs, but also that conversation that Sarah was having with Sarah. Absolutely. And it used to be cruel. I was my worst enemy. I was my harshest critic. I was mean to myself 24-7. Even if something good was happening, I would find a way to shit on it. I really would. I'd find a way to turn it into something negative. I couldn't accept that I was good at anything. I couldn't accept compliments. It was deflection all the time and it was negative all the time. And there was, even if most things were going well, I was really, really good at finding the one thing that wasn't or the one thing that I'd slightly messed up. And I was a huge, huge perfectionist as a kid and I'm still a recovering perfectionist, but I'm doing better. (laughs) But it was very much something like I would set the most ridiculous, unachievable goal and then I was setting myself up for failure. So, of course, I wouldn't achieve that goal because no one could. But it reinforced to me that, I was what I thought I was, which was a failure and not good enough and that I can't ever do it and I don't meet up and I don't match up and all those things. So I was perpetuating that with my actions but also with my beliefs and what I was telling myself because I was saying you're not good enough and then I was creating situations to reinforce that. And one of the big things for me was starting to set a lot more realistic goals and very small goals and achieving them, but then also allowing myself to feel really good about what I'd done Mm. because that was such a foreign concept to me. And speaking of goals and moving into your business, sarahjensen.com. Dot au. Dot au, sorry. (laughs) I'm trying to get the dot com. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. But like uh, I'm kind of picking up that there was uh, many years of your life where there wasn't love and especially there wasn't self-love um i kind of feel that you you kind of got into business to share love in a kind of bizarre way would that be correct yeah it is and it's funny because i'd never broken it down to that level but you're spot on it's about love and it's about being happy but being okay with wanting more Mm. and that that's not a bad thing it's actually you embracing what you're capable of and and what you dream of and the life that you want to live and that saying, hey, I've got this great stuff and I'm grateful for it, but I'd love to travel or I'd love to live in a particular place or I'd, I'd love to have this relationship or this beautiful home or something. I want to be this, do this, achieve this, give this, create this. It doesn't make you a bad person for wanting more and it comes back to deserving as well that a lot of us feel like we have to be grateful for what we have, even if we're not completely happy and we're not allowed to want more and we're not allowed to share the fact that we're happy either because not everyone is and people might get upset when we're saying, hey, I'm actually really great today. Mm. <laughs> um, it is. It's love and, and, and wanting more for yourself and that you're allowed and that's okay. And there's, there's a lot of people out there that, are toying with an idea you know a lot of people are kind of going into self-employment these days and a lot of people don't think they're qualified what what do you think makes someone qualified to kind of go into business 
oh, I think anyone can go into business. And coming through that not feeling qualified and people telling me, oh, you know, you are an expert, you know what you're talking about. And me being one of those people who thinks, no, no, I have to have a diploma or a degree or a certificate or a qualification. I can't coach until someone gives me kind of permission almost. I have to prove myself before I can do it. And I I talked myself out of coaching for almost a year before I started doing it because I thought, no, 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 no. I don't have a certificate and I haven't done a course. I have now because I needed to prove it. And it's funny Mm. because partway through the course, I realized this course is great, but I don't need someone else to tell me I can. So that was a great learning. But look, if you've experienced anything, if you've done something, if there's a hobby that you have that you're great at, if you've traveled, if you've been through a bad relationship or a divorce or you've come through a rough time, there is something in your life that you've experienced or that you've done or that you've achieved that someone else wants to know how to do and you can teach them how. That makes you qualified. That is enough. Your life experience, yourself, your thoughts, the way that you create things and share things, that's enough. It's more than enough. Mm. And like you share things through, you, you know, your podcast, your online course, your coaching, and you've, you have built this beautiful community around everything that you do. But how did you arrive at that particular business model? And like, what lessons have you learned along the way in getting there? Yeah, oh, look, it's constantly shifting. And it's constantly shifting as I allow myself to create more things in my business or to believe in myself more in my business. And I have to admit that when I first started, I had no idea what I was doing. I was following all the advice and doing all the things that I thought were right and it was doing my head in and I was so far away from what my intention was and I'd gone from, hey, I've been through this and I want to share it and I want to help people and I want to make a difference and I want to build a community around non-judgment and love and embracing who we are and being so okay with that it's not even funny because we're awesome. And then I started blogging and I had the the social media accounts and I started doing online courses with all these different mentors and they were teaching me how to turn my blog into a business. And look, I've learned some amazing things. But what it did for a while is I turned into this sort of semi-wellness blogger and I started thinking I had to talk about green smoothies and chakra healing and (laughs) all of these things that... I'm interested in, but I'm not passionate about and they're not my message. And it took me away from my original intention. And so there's been a space of going through that and then also going through that freak out thing of, oh my God, if I'm not a wellness blogger, then what I what am I doing and who am I and what do I have to share? And I have to have clarity and a message and a mission and a vision and a this and a that. And it can get so overwhelming. And I think one of the biggest things I've learned is as much as you can, learn what you would like to learn, but tune out the noise as much as possible and stay really, really connected with you and what's authentic to you and what works for you and feels good for you and feels fun for you and let the rest of it evolve naturally. I very much recently started shifting into a much more strong foundation, proper business model, but that's really only been since I started working for myself and that was only February this year. So it's only really been probably four-ish months of really knuckling down and saying, okay, it might not have been planned, but I left my job and 
I'm working for myself and I don't want to work for anyone again. I love what I do. I love that I have more time to work with clients and create things and share things and that I can have a sleep in some days because that's important to me. So it's definitely shifting to more of a space of, okay, have the financial foundations, know what you're doing, get things like your SEO sorted out and just all those base things that are going to build a really strong foundation and get systems in place so that when I'm expanding, it's it's natural and it's easy and I'm not scrabbling trying to catch up. So I would say my two biggest lessons are stay connected to you and what matters most and what you want to share and don't be afraid to look at some foundational stuff even early on like what financial information do you need to know to cover your butt? If you're in Australia, know whether you need to be charging GST or not. I had no idea. Um, and things like just tracking processes that you do so that if you can get some help with things it's easy to offload them or so that you're being consistent with things put a plan in place that works but ultimately do what feels good for you and do what works for you take on board the information that that fits and and helps you but don't be afraid to let go of the stuff that doesn't resonate or doesn't help or makes you feel overwhelmed because there's thousands of people out there telling you how to have a business but no one can ever tell you exactly how to have your business because you're an individual and you work a little bit differently to everyone else mm. and so in february you you know took that leap of faith and you're now a hundred percent doing your thing i'm sure there must have been a swag full of i'll use that word again fears that probably would have come with that in that oh yeah how, yeah. how, how, was, how was that um, new hurdle that you had to cross? I think because I'd wanted it for so long and I've always been someone who is fairly fiercely independent and um, as much as I love routine, I'm also very big on the freedom, the adventure. I need a lot of stimulation and variety to keep me interested. I get bored really easily. My mind works at a million miles an hour. I've always got so many ideas and I had to just go with it. And I had to say, this is what I've been wanting for years and years and years. Like I finally found, I feel like where I fit. I'm doing something that I can work for 12 hours straight. And I know I shouldn't because I should get out of my chair. But it's the first time in my life that I can lose whole days and, and feel great about that and be excited with what I'm doing and feel fully present and engaged and I feel like I'm using my whole self, my whole brain. I'm giving all of myself and it's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah, oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> so what I had to do is say this is what I've, I've been wanting. It's going to be scary. There's going to be times it's hard. Some months there's going to be awesome money. Some months there's probably going to be none. It's going to balance out as long as I keep working. It's going to be okay because I guess it's a bit of a Tony Robbins thing where he says – you get to a point where the fear of doing is uh, less frightening, I guess, or less confronting than the, the fear of staying where you are. Um, I don't think I worded that very well. <laughs> <laughs> but basically it's like either I've, I've got two choices. Either I, I do everything I can to make this work or I go back and work for someone else again. And the experiences I've had in the last few jobs have not been super positive I've not liked how I've been made to feel. And I just thought, no, this is my chance. So 
I guess it has been really helpful in a way to squashing the fear because I've put myself in that position in a positive way where it's like I have no choice but to make this work because that is what I want and I'm committed to making it happen. Oh, cool. And that commitment obviously is strengthened by your Rock Your Goals online course winning an award. Was that last year? Oh, the workshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, earlier this year. So March, I think it was. Um, yeah, the workshops won uh, Best Event of the Year Award, which was just blew my mind. <laughs> Congratulations. And, Thank you. And I see that you've just started a new monthly Biz Builder Challenge. Tell me what, what that is all about. Yeah, so I guess it's it's bringing together all of the things that have frustrated me getting to this point in my business. So it's sharing useful information and tips and resources and experts who can give you the information you need to really feel confident in your business so you can feel strong in yourself, so you can feel like you're in charge and you're making decisions and you're feeling really aligned and connected with what you want to achieve. So I'm very anti-cookie cutter and I understand the way that business courses are shaped and I know that they're done that way for a reason. But what's really, really important to me in everything I do is giving each person the chance to be their own self and be an individual and to for us to all be different because we are and that's what's beautiful about life. So with everything I do, I like to say, hey, here's some information, but take it on board and adapt it and own it and get rid of the bits that don't fit. But we're starting off, we started off with a Rock Your Goals Challenge. So I really wanted to help people get clear on their goals, whether it's business or life or wellness or travel or whatever it is. And this month we're diving into money because it's coming up for tax time in Australia. And I have to admit, I have been useless up until recently at keeping track of my income and expenses, of knowing what the deal is with things like GST, of feeling like I'm really owning my money and feeling comfortable with it. And I do believe in things like mindset and manifesting. And I feel like if I'm working with my head in the sand, then money is not going to flow easily. I'm not going to feel good about money. And it's always going to feel kind of icky because it's stressful or it's hard or I feel like I can't. And I just thought, no, it's time to own this. It's time to say, these are the things I don't know how to do. And I'm just going to get out there and find out how to do them. It doesn't have to be scary. It can be fun. It can mean bringing people in together into a community and saying, let's learn together. So each month the aim is to share something business related that I've been struggling with that I know through conversations with clients and colleagues that they're struggling with too. So growing Instagram, uh, building your list and community, hosting workshops, getting out from behind your screen and, and doing live events or doing webinars, all those sorts of things that a lot of us want to do. And, and even the business foundation stuff too, like systems and getting clear about what you're sharing, what's your message, what sort of blog posts do you want to write, what topics do you want to write about, but ultimately bringing that back to what is going to work for you and your business to build a business that you love, that loves you back that means that you're not going to go broke trying to create it and that you're not going to burn out in the process. No, cool. And when we, when we talk about a life coach, like we've all heard of life coaches, but who do you think really benefits from one? Do you know what I mean? Like who do you, who, when, when you have your clients come, are there obviously, as you were saying before, they're all individual and they're all different and they all have different wants and needs. But is there a, 
like a common thread between all of them? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's it's people who want change or they want more or they want something different. They're ready to back themselves and they're ready to do the work. Mm-hmm. And you can you find when someone comes to you and they're not that? And, and, is, yeah. that, and, and, and is that hurdle usually the not backing themselves? It's... It's often fear. It's often I want to but I feel uncertain or I feel like I can't or I've tried in the past and I've failed so I've reinforced to myself that I don't think I can. So it, it's that circle of self-talk around I want to but I'm scared. I want to but what if I fail? I want to what if I succeed because a lot of people are really scared of success too because that brings up a whole other bucket of um, chaotic thoughts around what if I get it and it goes away or what if success means people see me or judge me or what? all of these things. So I reckon really it, it comes back to that fear yeah. that stops them. Well, Sarah, honestly, thank you so much. I feel that um, I feel cleansed actually after this <laughs> conversation. Oh. <laughs> it's good. And, and as I said earlier, like – your honesty and and again it was one of the things that really drew me to you initially and speaking to you now i can see that it really is part of your dna it might not have been part of your dna in uh, your earlier years but it definitely is now and um, i just want to thank you so much um, for the time chatting with me but i do have one final question and it's a question that i ask everyone and that's um to describe your perfect day my perfect day is, it's actually really simple. I don't have specific things that I want to do or achieve. My perfect day is waking up when I wake up naturally with no alarms and choosing what I'd like to do that day based on how I'm feeling and what's calling to me. And it would involve spending time with my partner, Brendan. Oh, cool. Lovely. <laughs> it's pretty <Lovely>. simple. <laughs> I, I, it all comes down to choice. I yeah. love having choice. So that's one of my big drivers. <laughs> Do you ever have the problem though when you have too much choice? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Usually menus. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, one of one of my secrets, and and my wife Inga hates this, is I'm always that person who's like, you know, surprise me or what did you eat yesterday here to the waitress? I'll have that. You know, give me give me what is meant to be the. The special, you know, what is this restaurant renowned for? That's how I kind of get away from choosing one out of 36 <laughs> items. I like it. I like it. I think that's a good strategy. And there's nothing worse than food envy. You know, you pour over the menu for ages and you choose what you think sounds amazing and then you see someone else's food come out at the next table and it's like, no, I want that instead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Inga and I always have the, uh, the 50-50 rule except – I know when her meal is delicious because then she doesn't want to swap halfway through. <laughs> yeah, we do the same thing. It's like you get that and I'll get this and then we can trade halfway through so we yeah. get to try both. <laughs> but um, Sarah, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I just want to say thank you so much. It's been really, really lovely talking with you today and thank you very much for having me on the podcast. Oh, thank you. And again, for all the beautiful and inspiring things that you do. And if people want to reach out to you online, where's the best place for them to find you? Oh, absolutely. Come on over to sarahjensen.com.au. There's links to social media. There's free challenges. There's all sorts of information there, but that's the best place to find me. Unreal. And I'll make sure that 
All the links are in the show notes at liveimmediately.com. Um, Sarah, thanks again. Everyone listening, uh, thank you as well. And until next time, have fun and live immediately. That was another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thanks so much for listening. The original Live Immediately theme music is by the multi-talented Timothy McPhee. You can check out his music at firekites.bandcamp.com. If you enjoyed the show, had some fun, and maybe even learned something, then make sure you subscribe via iTunes. And while you're there, why not leave a rating and a review? You know it's going to make my day. Thanks for stopping by and giving me some of your time today. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, have fun and live immediately.